Captain Gartone, this is a most unexpected, but of course welcome surprise. Dolga Frederick's eyes automatically snap to her warhammer, which sits painfully out of reach, prop up against the wall across the room. To what do we owe the honor of this visit? The scarred man, the technically captain, follows her eyes to the hammer and scowls. The strange children who traveled with him fan out into the council chambers, positioning themselves between Dolga and the weapon before Gartone replies. You were precariously close to late with your tax payments this month. But not actually late, correct? I can hardly see what... Gartone holds up one hand, stopping the council. Rumors swirl around your town. An unexplained plague. Strange androids. Missing persons. The torch itself going out. It was out briefly, yes. But as you've no doubt seen, it returned to us. As far as I can tell, there is no further cause for concern. How reassuring. Gartone stares down into the councilwoman's face. No doubt you have suitable explanations and hand waves prepared for all of my other concerns as well. We can skip them. Assume that I believe everything you have to say and have no further questions on the subjects. But there remains the matter of the android. I'm told by reliable sources that she is still in town. It's not a question. He stops there, watching Dolga. It's not a question. She's at a loss for how to answer. This is Pot Against the Machine. Pot Against the Machine. to Pot Against the Machine, the Pathfinder actual play podcast with the exact most normal number of tentacles. I'm your host, and here's everybody. Hello. 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 <laughs> I'm going to leave that hour and a half of silence in. That was, that was radio I think we were all still trying to determine what amount of collective tentacles we share between the five of us. We were doing a quick head count. The yeah. exact right number. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was tendrils initially, and now they've grown in size. Yeah, that's, I was going to say tentacles, <laughs> I feel like standard eight, right? Tendrils. No. Yeah, I mean, but oh, we're at a healthy 17 between the five of us, so it's... 17 right? tendrils, or tentacles? Which one was it? Both. Uh, I mean, semantics, is he? Come on. Ugh. I mean, it's <laughs> been a week. Sometimes you get different appendages. Fair. I mean, everyone's got their flagellum for propulsion, and then, you know, that's a tendril, and then we've got all our other normal tendrils. Mitochondria. <laughs> Thank you. It's the powerhouse of the... So, uh, Good night, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Last time on the uh, program, we uh, had an interesting experience with a very cute little eldritch horror flying around and sort of digging through Brixby's mind trying to scare him a little bit and um, it wound it up wound it up I'm keeping that 
um, covered in spider webs and glitter and bullet holes and arrow holes and um, just on fire and dead. And that was pretty much the whole episode. But um, Vargas did take some time to explore the sites of the receiver array while everyone else was um, fighting the psychic space monster. And uh, he got to see some dead bodies in a ruined shrine to Hellion that looked a lot like the one Mayanda had made under the mountain back in Torch. So uh, that's where we are now. Yeah, I'd like to say that we probably, assuming this is some sort of off-world creature, gave him the very capable for Will Smith and Independence Day version of <laughs> Welcome to Earth before covering him in spider webs glitter and then shooting him a bunch. Uh, yeah, I I think that that uh, we are we are great diplomats and representations of our terrestrial kind. Uh, Kira throws her cigar on the ground and steps out of her flight suit. Uh, while Izzy quietly congratulates herself on understanding a reference. Yeah. Congratulations, you done it. Thank you. <laughs> Bill, Bill Pullman just kind of nods. I have nothing to offer to build the scene. Okay, so. <laughs> so, uh, there's a way um, over to there from here, it seems. Uh, Brixby sort of says the Kira, but mostly pointed at Vargas, who he sees sort of around this corner. Uh, I'm guessing, is this, this is probably a low enough thing that he can see over, right? That's not like a I mean, the, wall, that's just a piece of railing. I mean, that's like kind of a wall. Um, I oh. would think you'd be pretty hard to see from there. No. All right, theoretically, I am swarming into Kira's <laughs> square. <laughs> Kira pats him on the head. It's like, are you okay? It's pretty sure it's dead now. Really good job with the glitter. That was so nice, unless it was meant to be mean, in which case, really good job with the glitter. That was so mean. Thank you. I'm uh, coping by swarming. And he just swarms. Like trying to leave a room with the dog between your legs. <laughs> Kira will shuffle over just, to the door. Just running laps in between your yeah, feet, I suppose. We should uh, probably head over there. Sam, this isn't a door back here. I see some little planky dews. Yeah, th those are more doors. Those are more door. All right. Yeah. You can't simply walk into them, though. You have to <laughs> open more doors. Uh, so, yeah. Kira Brixby's steps in the room. It's going <laughs> to swarm Wave after Brixby Kira. Over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can Vargas like look around i know i did a perception earlier to make sure nothing was gonna jump out but can i actually like search through this rubble and stuff in this room yeah go for it uh that is a 19 again for perception um yeah with a 19 it doesn't look like there's anything particularly interesting in this room um it really does look like kind of the same deal as there was in that makeshift shr shrine where uh they built out of chunks of the building pieces of equipment that they had kind of amalgamated from the area they had built a um, shrine in that sort of hellion claw shape and then somebody smashed it down um, pretty unnecessarily brutally but you know it probably didn't feel any pain it was just a shrine and then sort of it's it definitely looks lived in by like a small creature 
So do we think maybe this thing's a nest then? Oh, that might be a reasonable idea. Um, I think Brix is going to stay in the blood room per Vargas's suggestion. I guess I'm just going to throw my perception at this one. Does a 22 in the blood room see anything? Um, I definitely looks like this was a room that had a, a bunch of traffic to it. Um, I would say it's more a knowledge engineering for looking at the, the machines that Brixby standing next to along the southern wall there. Um, that look like they have like a whole bunch of connections to them. Sounds good to me. They uh, made me less wise, but not any more stupid. Yeah, so with my 27, what does my knowledge engineering yield? Uh, this looks like it's some kind of battery bank, like a power station. Like somebody had a whole bunch of batteries hooked up to this and uh, they were being fed, but all the batteries are gone. All the cords that they would have been connected to are just dangling free. Um, and it, it doesn't appear to be powered right now. Does this appear to be the like coupled mate to our power transmitter boombox situation? Uh, well, there is up on the, the roof, like a big dish, like the receiver array itself is like, um, I don't really have a good fantasy description for it, but it is like a big satellite dish basically sitting on the roof of this thing. This appears to be sort of the output or like where uh, people were um, hooking up batteries and receiving the power. When they connected to the dish network. Yeah. <laughs> They were pulling in hundreds of channels. It's cinematic. It seems they were watching hundreds of channels for an obscenely low monthly rate. Uh, Brixby collects his commission um, from plugging the Dish Network in the middle of the episode, turning to the other members of the Very Capable Four and saying, Ah, seems that room was used to charge batteries. I think we can all assume where the juice came from. Uh, there's nothing in there now, though. So, we can backtrack. Oh. On the other side of that walkway where we're fighting the Ruchalik is another door, right? Like, pinging kind of to the north of us? Yeah, there's a door across the walkway. There's a door on the um, far eastern side of the room on the northern wall. And then there's um, the rest of that hallway that leads down some stairs um, back by the bloody room. And then you saw more doors from outside. Uh, then I guess maybe we want to check the door off of this room before we leave and go across the walkway. How do people feel about that? Yeah. You feel good. Actually reloaded 17 minutes ago. Uh, and <laughs> I was going to wash a detect evil just to see on you know, 60 feet and if anything pops up. <clears throat> and he'll also look to Brixby and say... Yes, juice does sound refreshing after that fight. <laughs> um, I think with the detect evil, you um, you don't pick up any real um, auras. Uh, I think maybe the the destroyed shrine has like the kind of leftover remnants of formerly being like a consecrated thing that it just isn't any longer uh, to a possibly evil deity. Pathfinder question for our new fans and no one else. Um, do do I need a skill or does one need a skill to recover arrows shot into a small glittery thing? Nope. You just roll a D100? 
Yep. D one hundred fifty percent chance. And does that do I have to do that like four times? Yeah, one for each arrow. Yeah. Oh, that's so many times. Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll do that over here in the corner, and we'll also say for the record, Kira goes back to get her sword. Right, Kira leaves the group alone. Yep, group is uh, on their own. And they're separated. Team. Well, she walks away. Asher's going to say quietly to Brixby and Vargas, I believe Joanne's is clouding her judgment. Her fixation on the glitter in that combat, well, could have gotten us killed. How do you think we best broach the subject? Kira runs back in the room. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Nope, you weren't talking about me. Oh, welcome back. <laughs> This is uh, episode 56, and it'll just be uh, an intervention. I'm okay with that. I don't have anything better than that prepped. <laughs> Glitter intervention. But yeah, so uh, where are you going from here? Um, I think of my perception of 10 on the die for a 19, add one for a high-tech or mechanical of the door didn't yield any traps. Brixby is going to encourage his compadres to head north to another door yeah there were no uh, traps and the this sort of hallway in the back is um uh, it's mo- half filled really with an oversized machine and open to the air um on the roof where up above you is the satellite dish itself sort of hanging over this room and and it's hooked into those larger machines along the wall Hmm. and then there is a door at the far northern end there um is there anything that like asher and i can do from this room or anybody else in the party can sort of do from this room being below the dish i mean everything looks inert at this point like the um dish isn't connected to anything but if you remember back the 30 weeks ago when we had the <laughs> conversation about what you all were actually doing here um you're basically looking for the best place to put a silex charge to um destroy the dis- dish and render this place unusable if we can't find access to the space above this might be our uh, best bet i don't know what you think asha it's the other mechanically inclined individual in the party. Yes, this does seem potentially useful. It certainly is all connected. We'll consider that as an as an option if we don't find a way up. Although I wouldn't mind stretching my legs for a jump if there's no other method of getting up there. That was a mighty fine leap you took in between those two catwalks. He'll smile at that and say, Thank you. I so often jump vertically that it had been quite some time since I tried to cross a chasm like that. Makes me miss being, well, in better shape. And he kind of looks at his metal right arm and his scarred up right leg. Well, what do you mean not pride yourself in with your agility you more than make up for with your combat prowess and arcane powers yeah mate magic can make you do anything including uh tank with that he's gonna cast shield on himself 
before checking out the door in front of him. Add one to this if high tech or mechanical, but that is a 17 on the die for a 26. Um, that is enough to see. You're not looking at any high tech or mechanical traps here. All right, looks clear. Putting away his uh, kit, pulling out again his uh, scorching ray wand in one hand, his rapier in the other. He shoulders through the door. And uh, passing through the door here, you looks like you're coming into a, a corridor lined with small, like, bunks. Looks like this was probably with living quarters for good seven to ten somebodies. Uh, on the floor are more mutilated corpses of what appear to be chokers that just absolutely been just destroyed. Whoever came through here um, was maybe trying to make an example of him or was just really, really mad. It seems all clear, but uh, also appears someone got to here before us. I'm trying to remember if we talked about this on air or if it was a guess we made off air that the reason everything here is dead is possibly because when the signal stopped, they didn't realize we stopped it at our end and thought they messed something up and then just killed them all as punishment. I think it may have been Red Tooth. remember that conversation. Somebody told us, I thought. Yeah, I have, a, I have a feeling that they have maligned somebody to be killed so thoroughly. Um, I suppose we push on into the room, Sam. Uh, do you want perception checks of us from this space? or? Sure. All right. Uh, I rolled a 14 for a 23. Vargas rolled an 8 for a 12. I bet you Izzy could do twice as good as that, Vargas. <laughs> I don't know. Can she top the 7? I rolled for a 7. Uh, that's a... 15 for a 24. Well, I I think uh, Brixby and Kira um, get the sense that this place has been totally tossed. Uh, whoever did the killing probably also did some looting. And um, it doesn't look like there's anything of value left in here. In an effort to uh, share the wealth, Kira will tiptoe over to Asher and just whisper everything Sam just said just tell everyone totally looted there's nothing good here except bodies which are you know not inherently bad thumbs up who's Sam (laughs) just sometimes you you know sometimes you just have a guy named Sam who tells you stuff right no no (laughs) well we do have different cultural upbringings here in Torch, we believe in a guy named Sam. <laughs> Sam, the patron saint of Torch. <laughs> and Asher looks mildly confused and will say, Yes, it looks like whoever may have done these killings likely thoroughly searched the place. Nothing of value seems to be left behind. So insightful. Wow, Asher. Super perceptive. <laughs> ah, it seems there's a door. On the west of this chamber. Not quite sure if it's going to double back towards another uh, room 
We could reach by catwalk. See the backtrack here, the backtrack over here. Is that door trapped, Brixby? Uh, uh, well, I suppose I could tell you by um, this roll right here. And with a solid nine, I've got a dirty 20, unless it's mechanical or high tech. That's the 21. That seems safe. Turns around and gives a little rat thumbs up. You want to open this one? Sure. I I do want to give you my thanks. I always appreciate you attributing a numerical value to your confidence levels. Yeah, I find an arbitrary scale really settles my general anxiety. It's something I'm working through with my therapist, so I appreciate it. Yes, yes, it seems to be working. You're doing great. Uh, an actual <laughs> open the door. <laughs> and another door, another small room with a really pleasant friend in there. Is that a normal amount of bodies inside this room, Sam? It's the normal amount of bodies for a <laughs> 10 by 10 room. Uh, it's one one dead body, I think, is your average for a 10 by 10 room. And uh, a door at the far end. Man, this is going to be the one that's trapped. I know it. I'm going to roll garbage. Hey, I rolled exactly the same thing. Dirty 20, 21 if it's high tech or mechanical. Yeah, also doesn't seem to be trapped. All right, I will just push through this to see a totally normal scene on the other side that doesn't involve dead bodies, I'm sure. Hey, look, oh. I was wrong. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, this looks like uh, maybe an old meeting room or staging ground or something. It's, uh, whatever it was, there's a abnormally large number of dead bodies in here. There's an overturned table. There's some smashed furniture, turned over drawers, dumped in smashed boxes. Uh, looks like there was a fight here and it didn't go well for the people who remain, who are dead. And those people are still uh, chokers? Yeah, it's all chokers. Chokers, chokers all, all the way, way down. down. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Why did I walk out that door? What is that, Sam? Uh-oh. Well, um, since the viewers at home now know that Brixby just walked right out that door without even checking it for traps... Um, standing outside the door, perhaps drawn by the loud noises, there are four strange, hunched-over, small, wretched-looking creatures with long, pliable arms, like tentacles. Because we do like to have a normal number of tentacles in this show. And, um, the second Brixby emerges from that door, uh, one of these creatures yells, and I'm going to need everyone to roll for initiative. So, now, obviously Vargas can't see around this corner, but do these appear to be alive versions of the things we've been passing by dead? Yeah, they look a lot like them. You want to blow one of these bad daddies up on the screen so I can deeply enjoy what they look like? Mm, do you want to do... Oh. Ooh, no. wow. Friends. Oh, oh. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Oh, it's like if you held a starfish and it also held you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, you remember they those little, like, like uh, stacks from Land of the Lost. Ah, yeah. They, they were like Eldritch Horrors. Where you can, like, put your hand in and it'll make, like, the shape and the oh, pins. Oh, no, Its no. mouth is just full of, like, needle-like pin teeth. 
Um, so uh... Yeah. So let's start with Kira this time. What did you get? Oh, well, that's a 9 for a 14. Oh, that's solid. How about Vargas? Uh, Vargas rolled a 5 for a 7. Nice. And Asher? In keeping with uh, traditional same initiative as Vargas, I rolled a 3 for a 7. <laughs> nice, but a slightly so faster 7. Then. Could yeah. you just roll higher so we can both have good initiatives? And Brixby. Brixby rolled a 10 for a 17. Very nice. So um, that's going to put you after this friend who is standing right outside the door um, who happens to have reach. Weird that that a creature has reach. It's almost like I accidentally looked at choker stat blocks in the last fight. <laughs> and it's going to sling out a tentacle at you. That tentacle is going to be a 14 versus flat-footed. That'll fail against my 16 flat-footed AC. Well, it's gonna slap you with another tentacle. And that is also a 14 against flat-footed. It just flails at me. Helplessly. Well, that's sad. But what's not sad is that it's your turn. Uh, Alright. Old Bricksbow um, is going to shout back, Ah, there's four of them. And being the uh, tactician and uh, the frontline fighter that he is, he's going to take a five-foot step back into the room, away from all of the jokers. And, uh, yeah, and here he is going to cast invisibility on himself and vanish, pressing an eyelash into wax. I believe. I'm not looking at my... Yep, that's the material components. Uh, you see him wink out of visibility after warning you that there are four chokers on the other side of the door. Oh, that's just me. Alright, well, Blue Choker is going to run, and then it's going to swing a tentacle at Asher. Uh, that is... It's a 23 versus flat-footed. Uh, no, it hits so well that it unhits. Cool. Quote, Sam, the patron saint of George. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, that is seven damage, and it gets a free attempt to grab you. Ooh, no thank you. So that is, that's just a 10 to grab. I don't think that's going to do it. It does not. So you're not grabbed, but it's um, it's just going to sort of duck back a little bit and make room for its friend. Oh, wait, multiple move actions? That's weird. It's almost like it got an extra move action at the end of its turn. They're all wearing quick runner shirts. <laughs> we must all get them. Quick running tentacles, and Kira is up. Kira sees this thing, you know, just kind of check its little face out at um, Bricks and then hit Asher. And is going to go ahead and go into a rage and step around her slightly smooshier friends uh, with her newly recovered sword through the door. Let's go. How far is this? Great. 20 feet. I'm going to move right up next to this. That's going to provoke two attacks, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm fine from, with that. I'm raging. I have so many hit points. From green is a 16. Oh, that's right, because they have reach, too. <laughs> 16, yeah. no. 
Um, and from blue is also a 16. Yeah, no. It's messed up. Cool. Um, cool. And I'm going to just gonna, gonna Ethel, gonna Ethel this blue guy here. Or, ooh, 14 to hit. Uh, 14 will not hit. Yeah, okay. Well, she will scream at it, stop hitting my friends. And then, uh, that's the end of her turn. So Orange is gonna take a five foot step just to get into a nice position, and it's gonna go for Kira twice. And that first one, that is just a 10. Mm-hmm. But the second tentacle is gonna be big. Uh, yeah, 11. Oh, <laughs> okay. No, I'm sorry. It was big. It was yeah. a very big tentacle. Now, um, Red is just gonna scurry up on the wall here and um, after a five foot climb and it is sort of five feet up above it's gonna take a swing at Kira because it can't see Brixby. That is a 16. Still a mess. Oh wait, 18. I'm sorry. Also a mess. That's messed up. Even raging? Up. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I did forget to check the raging box. You were right. Um, you said that was a 18? 18 hits. Yeah, those others still miss. 18 hits. All right. Four damage and a free attempt to grab you, which oh, I'm sure shit. it has a much better CMB. Raging Blood Rager. That is a 20 to grapple. Uh, it has to beat my... CMD. Oh, no, I have a 21. Yay. So you are not grappled. Asher is up. Must be so cool having that positive strength mod. Like, how is the CMD higher than strength? Uh, Asher is going to take a five-foot step to the west. Let's kind of slide on over there to get a clear shots, plural, at blue as he will rapid shot, full attack. Blue. Of course he has precise shot. Don't even worry about it. (laughs) Ooh, 18 on the die for a 26 against touch. Yeah, that'll hit. Oh, that's nice. Finally, it wobbled on the 8 and went back to the 3. Uh, 4 points of damage from bullet numero uno. All right. Swift action wills a bullet into his gun and will fire again. Uh, For a dirty 20 against touch. That will also hit. Uh, and six points of damage on that one. Alright, that hurt it pretty good. Hey, Jokers. I don't know if you think we're responsible for this carnage, but we were not. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, so we took uh, two shots at the Choker played by Jared Leto, and that is oh, the end no. of turn. <laughs> and that'll bring us to Vargas. We don't even get the Mark Hamill version. Uh, There's three other ones. Vargas is going to, while he's still standing over here where nothing can hit him, cast Longarm. And then he is going to step next to Asher, which I think might provoke one attack of opportunity, maybe. Do they have 10 feet of reach or 15? Uh, 10 feet, so nobody hits. Okay, so yeah, he's, so he's fine. Uh, and that will be his turn. All right. And that will take us around to choker number green who says we will kill you for hellion we will kill you and redeem ourselves 
And, um, I mean, I guess he's just gonna beat up on Kira, because she's just standing out there in the open. Uh, that is a 16. Uh, that is not a hit. Um, how about a 23? Ooh, 23 is a little higher than a 16. Also won't do it, because... Okay, fine, it'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, that's 5 damage, and the grapple... The grapple's a 24! No. Do it. Uh, fine, fine. Grapple damage. Ugh. Okay, oh, so that's going to be seven constrict damage. Oh, in no. addition to the five? Yeah. Um, well, I don't even know what that is. That sounds lame. And um, it's actually choking you right now, being a choker. Mm, and okay, with fair. this unerring talent for seizing victims by the neck, you cannot speak while grappled. Mm. So that's fun. That's, she has enough stickers to handle the situation. I am unconcerned. That's just a fun thing. And uh, Brixby is up. Funny thing you mentioned fun things, Sam. So I'm going to take a little five-foot step here. Then I'm going to look at Choker Blue and Choker Green. And um, as an invisible rat, I'm going to pull some pigments from my pouch. I'm going to look at what I assume to be <laughs> some, like, garbage will save characters oh, right here. No. And I'm going to need blue and green chokers to roll me a will save. All right, we're going to start with green because he's the one doing the choking. That's mm-hmm. a 14. That fails. And uh, blue, uh, that's a 15. Need speeds. So blue is, is chilling. Um but uh, let's see. So theoretically, this is like a three or four hit die character. It's just blinded and stunned for four rounds. If it was less, it would be really terrible. If it was yeah. more, it might is be it less? like a like a three hit die character. Oh, well, if it was a three hit die character, that's fine. Uh, let's just roll a little one d four, little casual one d four here. Cool, nice solid four. So you're <laughs> just blinded and stunned for four rounds. And then right after that, you're, you're only stunned for an additional round. The other dude is chill, but uh, yeah, that guy, that guy is, is in Blinded and Stun Town. Brixby is now visible again, and uh, that's my turn. Well, I think stunning will cause him to drop the grapple, weirdly enough. I'm sorry, the yep. drapple. The drapple. <laughs> yes. The drapple. Yep, the drapple. Yes. <laughs> the, um, that's my turn. All right, Blue did not like that. Uh, Blue is going to take some just slaps at Jabrixby. Uh, that is a 22. Miss because of the old shield. Oh my God. This is unreasonable. Your bad and, boy is tanking right now. <laughs> all right, it's going to take a five foot step because I should have done that to begin with. And now it's got the flank. Oh no. And then it gets a 16. That, so. That's still gonna miss. Yep, Rick's being is messed up. That's it, that's his turn. Ah, <laughs> uh, Kira, I've uh, incapacitated one of them. Um, can I also roll uh, a knowledge before my turn? Would that, that help? That would be a dungeoneer. All right. Flex my dungeoneering muscles just for a moment here. Waste a good 12 on a 21 for this. 
Yeah, 21 will tell you you are looking at chokers, which are small aberrations. They're normally underground predators that often dwell in the outskirts of subterranean ruins or in the deep shadows of nameless cavern outposts. And you get, uh, let's call it two questions on chokers. Anything anyone needs to know? And are none of us like Bane or do anything weird? Uh, weaknesses might be a good one because I can empower my arm with a whole bunch of different elements. All right, I will throw my first question at if they have any weaknesses. Nah, no specific weaknesses. Alrighty, um, I'm gonna go with a favorite then, and I'll go with special attacks as a follow-up. I know that they can, oh, I don't know, choke. <laughs> yeah, they have the uh, two tentacle attacks, each of which comes with a free attempt to grab. Um, when they grapple opponents, they get free constrict damage. And um, they have the strangle, the aforementioned strangle, which prevents um, speaking while grappled and um, completely cancels out casting spells with verbal components while grappled. Um, this might be like a, another question, but when they address us, did they address us in common? Um, yeah, they were speaking common, uh, which is a bit weird for uh, chokers. No, I, perhaps it's because I mean, they're. I a society, you know. <laughs> no, they're just—they're trying to live in a society. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Uh, they're trying man. to choke in a society, as you said, no. chat. But I'm stealing it now. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever I was going to say to the chokers is gone, <laughs> regardless of if we share a common language. That's it, Kira. Just kill them. Kill them all. Okay. <laughs> Um, so blue has dropped the grapple, right? So I'm like good to just standard a standard smoosh. Um, it was green that had you gra- grapple. Green, grappled. that's right. Green is so but, far yeah. away, though. Yeah, but free. that's fine because they're like super incapacitated. So smoosh they're blue. Incapacitated. Um, yeah. So I, I, they'd planned on stepping down to orange, but uh, Kira wants to stay between bricks and as many of these other dudes as possible. So she'll chill right here and go ahead and smoosh blue, if at all possible. Come on, blue smoosh. Hey, that's an 18 on the die, plus uh, 12. <gasps> that's so many numbers. That's like a 30? That's like a 30 to hit. A 30 will hit blue. Yeah, you dumb blue. God, I just remembered that thing about the gravity clip, but I think it would have been relevant last turn and not this one. I think it's on, it uses a charge on impact. Each successful hit against a target consumes a charge. Oh, okay, great. So that's 3d6. How fun. What a fun time for us. It's so fun. Make sure you keep track of how many charges you use. No. Fine. <laughs> it's 10 to a battery. Dropped a, dropped a die. We're going to use another one. 27. 27 <laughs> points of damage <laughs> on the on the little guy. Um, That doesn't go well for the, the little guy. Yeah, we hate the little guy. Poor little guy. Um, uh, and after that, I guess you're like, swings, knocks this thing out, and then looks at the sword with the uh, gravity clip on. It's like, <gasps> I love this. <laughs> um, and that's the end of my turn. All right, Orange, I think, is going to skimble on over with a little five-foot step to get the flank and is going to take a slap at the gravity water rager. Uh, that won't hit. 
But the second slap is much bigger. It's a 15. These are stupid monsters. They're just dumb and bad at hitting. Okay. Um, red is gonna, it's gonna split up the love. It's gonna take one tentacle at Brixby first. Oh yeah. And uh, that is that not good at all. Does it touch a 23, Sam? <laughs> um, no. And a 17 against Kira? Mm. Oh, actually raging, that might do it. Yes, yeah, you're good. That's a hit. Awesome. Do some real damage now. Five damage, three attempted. No, not grabbed. Okay, but still damaged, Birks. Yeah. Moderately damaged. Not a bruise. Alright, that brings us to Asher. Alright, looking at Orange here. I seem to have a pretty clear shot. And uh, yeah, Asher's gonna spend a move action to reload and make a little shoosty action at the Orange. I almost called him a smiler. Choker. A 24 against Touch AC. Weirdly, yeah, that'll hit. Uh, seven points of damage. He is then going to use a swift action to will another mundane round into his pistol. And as he looks at that choker, we'll just see if he can learn anything new with a knowledge dungeoneering role. Uh, his dungeoneering muscles aren't as toned as Brixby's, but, <laughs> you know, he, he they don't grow if you don't work it so uh ooh, 14 total it's a choker <laughs> yeah you get the basic <laughs> information but i'm afraid no question bummer well you, you know you miss all the shots you don't take it's asher's turn all right Vargas. okay Vargas <laughs> is going to you know what? There's still a couple of these guys up. Uh, I'm just moving him up here to see them. Uh, he is going to uh, swift action, empower his arm. In the process, he is going to give it the flaming attribute. And then he is going to cast shocking grasp while he's still back here so he won't provoke uh so he is going to then step forward 10 feet i think though that will provoke stepping into this square right um i don't think so because red couldn't see you when you were on the other side of the door yeah, okay. you're not leaving a oh so this square, square oh because that's the square you're he would provoke in and yeah yeah leaving okay. that square you're in now would provoke but Green is basically out of the fight, so he's going to ignore it, and he is going to swing at Orange with his long, sharp, shocking, flaming arm. God, I love mages. Uh, that is a 15 on the die for a is that 7 because of the enhancement. Uh, a 22? Yeah, that'll can I do math? Yes, I can. That is a 22. You have struck Orange. So the shocking damage, uh, that is 16 points of electricity damage. So that is another four points of fire damage. And how about punch damage? 
<laughs> then the punch damage is another 1d6 plus 4 because... So that is another six points of magical bludgeoning. All right, so what does it look like when Orange just gets obliterated? I think he just, like, swings his arm like he's swinging, like, an overhand chop and just (laughs) smashes it. I'm seeing, like, what are those things? I want to say, like, a a garlic... Masher, or maybe press. something really like good. Like a garlic press. <laughs> kind of like a... Oh, through the catwalk. Oh. God, no, oh. that's not what I was thinking. Oh, you, oh, you did a Resident Evil. Oh. That was, that's some real body horror, Izzy. Why did you say that? Oh, no. I didn't say that. <laughs> and here I was just picturing him trying to, you know, like, swing it at the bell at the state fair. <laughs> that's kind of what I was picturing, that's what like. I was picturing, just too. Like, what? Are you sure? It sounded happened. like you wanted them to strain a corpse through a mesh catwalk. <laughs> really dark. I don't like it. <laughs> Look at what Joanne's like, done. Smashes down on this thing and it just like explodes into fire and electricity. It doesn't look great. And, um, and uh, that is his turn. Alright, Green's turn is going to tick down that counter that doesn't matter and then Brixby is up. Brixby, um, embodying rage and just general disapproval for choker-adjacent things, is going to step into his friend Vargas's square. Um, while he has the shocking ray wand in one hand, he's got his rapier in the other, so he's going to full attack on this incapacitated choker. Um, because I can't do anything to Red. They're way down there. I'm not going to jump down there. I'm all tiny. I'm going to just take this uh, nice, easy target you've placed in front of me. All right. That's an 18. Weirdly, that will hit your stunned opponent. Ah, interesting. All right, cool. Um, All together, that is 12 points of damage um, with sneak attack and the initial uh, rapier hit. He's still alive. He's going to come at him with his tail blade. He is still alive. All right. An old nine on the die with my plus one for my negative five secondary attack gives me a ten. I believe a ten will not hit because of its uh, natural size bonus and natural armor. That's all right. All right. Well, we'll uh, coup de grace you later. Later. All right. That's the end of my turn. Alright, Kira is up. I posted this in our chat, and I'm kind of joking, but like, what if I wasn't joking and saying, what if Kira just takes like a running, or I guess not lately, a jogging leap, and just on top of Red? Because he's down there, she can't. Uh, Red's up on the wall, like. Oh, Red's up on the wall? Oh, great. Okay, yeah. can I. She... Yeah, he's like hanging off the wall. Can she hit him with level. a sword? Yeah, you can sword him. Oh my god, I'm gonna sword him so hard. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in fact, she'll just take a five-foot step up, just for funsies, and then do a quick sorting. Uh, 14 plus at least 10. Uh, 12, 14 plus 12, 20. Yeah, okay, great. That's going to be enough, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, gravity clip is down to nine. Nine? Nine? Eight? Four? Seven. Starts with ten, so I think it's Starts with ten. Yeah, second time. So this is a second successful hit with that. Yeah, so nine. Um, 
nine, so that's still gonna be, oh my goodness, so many dice. This is so fun, love this game for us. 20, 20 points of damage. Ow, that's so many damage. All right, it's not dead, but it looks like it might want to be. All right, I think red is gonna take a uh, five foot climb back and then um, it's gonna take a move action to jump down onto the ground and then it's gonna start running away. <laughs> Asher is up. Oh, clearly he's going to draw the best range weapon he has with a time-worn laser rifle. Uh, no. Um, <clears throat> that, that would definitely be the best use of something that can only fire a few times. Uh, yeah, shoot him, I'm told, with my range increment. So, so good. But, might, might as well. So we'll move down 5, 10, 15 feet so I can actually see the guy with the little feller there. Uh, you know what? He has the movement to actually get up to the edge there. Uh, but I guess I'm vertical. Vertically. I'm vertical. Uh, You're it's going to be more than 25 feet with the diagonal Pythagoras, etc. Uh, so this is going to be against regular AC. So... No. There's that. Let's go to the Fly Dangerous D20 from Ork and see Gameworks. No, that was uh, that was a two on the dice. Into the sand. Unless his AC is only twelve. It is slightly better than that. Uh, but I'll then use a swift action to will a bullet right back in. I should have just jumped down there, man. Roll back the tape. <laughs> Alright, uh, Vargas. Okay, Vargas uh, is not going to do anything to Green because it was suggested we should probably leave that alive. Uh... Yeah, I think I can ask this flash can I? Because that's got a crazy high range. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, it's like 120 feet or something. Okay, yeah, he's going to uh, shoot an acid. Uh, actually, he's going to step right here so that Cure isn't in front of him and shoot an acid splash and maybe miss. I don't know what these guys' touch is. That is a. Oh no, that's only a 12. Uh, 12 won't hit it. Alright, uh, green, we're gonna tick that counter down. And uh, Brixby. Let's leave this one alive. He's no harm to us right now. Gesturing back at green, he's gonna five foot step into Kira's square, comfort swarming, pointing his uh, scorching ray wand at the running choker. Still within range, against touch. I'm gonna fire off an old 21 with a 15 <laughs> off the die. Is that, that gonna hit, hit you? Yep. Alright. Well, buddy, enjoy 12 points of fire damage. Alright, so what does it look like? Laser so, beam a choker. Brixby, who has just been straight up having a terrible time since we showed up at the spot. He has just been like assailed with 
deep-seated fears and anxieties turned against this team. Um, you know, just have like a, a, a generally like mixed experience with the color spray, only getting one of them. He's just going to level his uh, wand at him and just say, Stop running. Wait. And then just shoot him. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> By the time that he said stop running, he kept running, so he just shot him with a scorching ray. It really wasn't a good experience. The um, the the oversight committee will have something to say to Brixby after we're done. All right, I think I can take us out of initiative here because there's plenty of time to subdue the other choker in several rounds that it's basically helpless. So what kind of magical rings and necklaces were they carrying and all that gold? Oh, we already divvied up all the natural uh, armor amulets plus three that they were holding. So don't worry sure, about that sure. one, Sam. We've got it on our sheets already. Plus three. Well, that uh-huh. makes sense. But, um, I mean, they, they're naked tentacle ball people that they don't have anything except teeth if you want those. They could whack a ring on those phalanges if they were having a good time. Yeah. They, they don't have a ring slot. They only have a tentacle slot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we I can see why they're all dead, because they're useless. They can't <laughs> even wear rings. Brixby says as he just, I don't know, uses one of our ubiquitous silk ropes to tie up the incapacitated choker. <laughs> Just uh, just in order to shame them culturally, we remove <laughs> all of their teeth. Yeah. We'll just make some survival checks to take trophies, because that worked really, really well with the new decor. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just Asher standing up. I'm going to shoot one of these out. <laughs> Hold I'm on. that light hammer again. <laughs> just... ding, 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 ding. The doctor is in. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you know what? I'm sure Asher has removed all the teeth from this incapacitated choker with the light hammer. Let's no, just not that do that. One. Um, <laughs> that one's, dude. No, it's all right. We're already <laughs> going to shift his alignment a little bit towards chaotic, a little bit towards evil. It's cool. Um, no, he's just wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> Why wouldn't Santa uh, let him be a dentist? Uh, seasonally appropriate. Not anymore, though. Oh, wait, yeah. It's January now. It's <laughs> like because oh, yeah. it's no I longer the season of dentistry? <laughs> 2022. And we're still committing war crimes with our captured prisoners. <laughs> the very questionable four. I mean, we all thought things would improve last year in 2021. So <laughs> really in keeping with trends. The constant misrepresentation of Asher's actions is going to force <laughs> force you to be stuck with Reginald playing this character for the rest of the AP. Oh, no. uh, you have a choker prisoner. Uh, what would you like to do? Can we bring it to the night market? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll tie. No, it'll be tied up. Like it'll just be more like a. Ugh, gosh, I don't know. Like a like a like a rehabilitation situation like hey don't choke people by felted soaps you know yeah can we turn them into like a hugger instead of a choker (laughs) if we like work with them a little bit maybe roll three therapy (laughs) um so i uh i mean i think this story between what red tooth told us and 
What we've seen has told itself, right? Regardless, I'd like to know exactly who did this to these little weirdos. He just like wakes up the choker, all uh, tied up, and uh, assumes his normal diplomacy position adjacent to Asher. The choker will immediately start like thrashing against its bonds in its weirdly flexible, pliable way, where it's just, you, know, you don't know if it doesn't have bones or what, but it moves very disturbingly, and it goes for Hellion! For Hellion! So it's reasonable, is what I'm saying. Well, he hits it with a, a little uh, choker, no choking. You know. Uh, and uh, see if that'll get it to work against the, its inherently nominally deterministic nature. <laughs> and it, it'll settle a bit and sort of lean back away from <laughs> from Brixby. Uh, Asia. I, uh, I don't really have a clear head about this. You, big stuff, Vargas, anyone can really talk to him. I'm afraid I'm gonna blow another hole through his blasted head. And Brisby will kind of walk a little bit further away. Um, taking a little time. A little, little personal rat time. Yes. Our rat folk friend's a bit of a loose cannon. Don't want to get on his bad side. Oh my god. You see what happened to your friend down there? Points down at Red's smoldering corpse. Why don't you tell us what we need to know? And maybe, just maybe, I'll make sure he doesn't come near you. And the thing kind of blinks at you confusedly. Goes off. Oh. What? Has it been longer than a minute since combat ended? I mean, you're, you're probably right around that minute mark. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say because if it hasn't, Ash, uh, not Asher, Vargas's arm is still on fire, <laughs> which has got to be kind of intimidating. <laughs> Quietly smoldering in the background. I mean, I think you get the impression that this thing has no idea what you want. We were told that the bodies of your brethren we passed on our way in here were the result of a bit of a show of force against your number. And yet you cry for Hellion, for Hellion. Why do you show allegiance to this tyrant? It's definitely giving you like a a very kind of confused look as it tries to parse what you said and it goes so forth. Helene is, is, is the god, the god of rust, the lord of rust, Hel- we serve Helene, all must serve Helene, struggles against the rope. What good has he done for you to inspire your worship and your service? It's a god, he's the, the god of Scrapwall, you serve your god. And yet... We live in a world where there are many, many gods. Are you simply to follow anything or anyone based on their power? That's not service, that's convenience. I think it stares at you open-mouthed and sort of blank face and just blinks. (laughs) Uh, I think Vargas is going to kind of squat down in front of it 
with his arms still like all dangly and trailly he tries to like get it out of the way keeps getting the way of everything uh but he <laughs> squats down in front and he goes this hellion he's only been here for a little while from what we understand who did you worship before he came as we understand it the thralls have been around for a long time you weren't always thralls of hellion who did you used to be thralls of narrows its eyes at you and goes there's no gods before not before hellion just just jokers now hellion is the god we worship hellion you worship this god you say he doesn't do anything for you but he's the god of this place that you worship him because he's in charge here but watch this and he's going to stand up and he's going to just like look up into the sky and yell out I don't worship Hellion I don't fear Hellion I don't believe in Hellion and just kind of hold his arms up and stare up for a few seconds and, lightning and then he'll strikes just Vargas. look back down at the by a fireball. Uh, lightning strikes Vargas for 800 <laughs> Oh, first PC death. Yikes. Oh, unholy 2022. Uh, nothing happens. Yeah. And then he'll just kind of look pointedly back at it. Hellion, we'll get you. You'll see. You'll see. He'll, uh, Asher will look up and point at the satellite dish, assuming he can see it, and if not, in the general direction, and say, This array. What did Hellion want this power for? Why does this god need the power that this could receive? uh, It sort of tries to it tries, like, it's struggling to parse the words for it. Because um, in case you haven't noticed, this thing is not super great with words. <laughs> uh, um, it's sort of, like, with its bound hands, is kind of miming, like, like digging in the ground. And it, it goes like a big, uh, big machine. It's a big weapon. It needs hellion... Needs power for a big weapon. Under the arena. Shrugs and looks blankly at you. How many more of your number are around here still? Would we encounter more at the array if we were to explore it further? Most of us dead. One with the saw came through. Not many left. Scattered. Heard loud noises. Come back. To get glory for Hellion. Uh, I think at the words, the one with the saw here kind of perks up. The one with the saw, where did, where did they go? Where did the saw go, specifically? (laughs) The one with the saw go back. Back, back to town? Shrugs. How, how did Hellion convince you... That y'all were friends in the first place. Like, my friend said he's new here, and before him, there was nothing. 
And so this guy just shows up and you're like, yeah, let's let's follow him just for for fun. Because like if you're looking for fun, then I can suggest a lot of other things. If you're not looking for fun, then I cannot help you. It blinks at you about 30 times in the span of like two seconds. It cannot keep up with this train of thought. Kira purses her lips They're and takes not. a step back. Just, hmm. Oh, and she falls off the catwalk. <laughs> She's fine. Uh, Vargas looks over at Kira. They're not friends with Hellion. They fear it. They, like the others here, think it's a god. They think it will strike them down for not following it. And then he looks back over at it. Hellion didn't strike us down when we took his receiver. He didn't strike us down when we defeated his prophet. He didn't strike us down when we killed Marrow. And he didn't strike us down for stopping you. You're worshipping a false god. Also, we just struck a lot of you down, so are we also gods? Or how does that work? Uh, you see, you see when Hellion comes for you, or or the one with the saw, even. And Vargas will just kind of smile at him and say, let them come. Sort of looks over uh, your shoulder at the uh, room full of bodies. Doesn't say anything. We looked through some of the rooms here. We could see where batteries used to be charged and have been taken. It seems that when the one with the saw came through, perhaps, things that were used here of value were all taken. But some of you and your people remain. Are there any other items or objects that may be useful apart from the array left here in the vicinity? Nothing left here. And what of the array itself? How how would we get up there to examine it? Climb up wall. Sort of just like looks at the wall. You just you just climb. Yes, you you just climb, but were somebody want to take a more leisurely route, perhaps up a ramp or some stairs or a ladder? Are there any other sorts of ways one could get up there? Only climb. As much as I'm enjoying this conversation, I <laughs> feel as though I'm out of questions for a friend. What is your name, by the way, Joker? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm inclined to call you Heath. Uh, okay. I be Heath. <laughs> Kira gives him a sticker. It's just like a, a plain green circle. There you go. Heath. <laughs> it stares at the sticker and then um, tries to eat it. It's a poison sticker. <laughs> it's much less remarkable than those stickers you could find at Michael's, but... She's overly fond of them. I'm not fond of these. These are right, very average stickers. I got them I at agree. the discount bin from Michael's. Oh, well, you did, did you? Thank you for supporting the prominent and most 
successful local craft store. Anyway, uh, Asher will look up and and wonder if the patron saint of Torch would, would tell us how high up whatever... Maybe there's a convenient ledge or level platform that the receiver uh, satellite dish brought to you by Dish Network uh, is compared to where we are now. Um, from that position sort of in the, the back of the building where it's open to the air, it's probably about a 20-foot climb. Uh, it doesn't look like a particularly hard climb. Uh, just because, you know, it's lots of bits of metal and parts of things sticking out everywhere that you could probably get grips on up to the sort of support structure of the giant dish. And what do we do with Heath if neither you, Vargas, nor Kira have any questions for him, I would hate, and he'll kind of pointedly say, looking over at Brixby, to leave a radfolk friend to deal with him. <laughs> I go go away now? Um, will you promise not to kill us if we, like, you know, turn around? Yes. No, no, you failed that. <laughs> failed the vibe check on that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, are they, are they chill, choky gentlemen? <laughs> Do they, like, generally just, I don't know, run around and, like, benevolently choke each other i mean like, i think could we, generally could we release him to be a, <laughs> to the, to a, the a good effect on society or is it our obligation to just remove heath from <laughs> i think out? generally speaking chokers are, are known to be like evil creatures but they're kind of like bottom feeders of, of evil creatures where they um like if they live in civilization they live like in darkened alleys and stuff and just like wait for things to wander in to their clutches um so uh, out here i mean that's the sort of thing where they would just be like setting up ambushes for anyone that looks super weak and not able to defend themselves so breaks will turn to the party eighth i'm gonna need you to step about 10 feet to your right don't worry uh if you can't manage it we'll push you so, once Heath is out of whispering range, Brixby's going to turn back to the group and be like, I see three options. Asher can jump up there. I can, um, I can throw the explosives up there, and I could summon, uh, a friend to place them, who we wouldn't have to worry about. Or, we can convince Heath to bring him up there. Nothing about this creature is good. And I have no misgivings in telling him that this is going to give him his final reward if he brings uh, the Silex up there. Granted, it's a little bit of a crazy thing, unbanding this creature, but we handled them so well. I don't know. Might be a little messy or evil. He looks back at the group. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so terrible. Basically, like, I assume Asher can jump up there. I can throw it up there and I can cast the Unseen Servant and have the Unseen Servant put it up there, right? Um, or, yeah, I mean, Heath is apparently dumb as heck. They, they appear to be very stupid creatures. So, I mean, 
and evil stupid creatures that are still in service of Hellion. So, I mean, if we have no problem, um, you know, turning him into a bomb. (laughs) Well, you have the remote detonator, so you don't have to, like, place the bomb and then, like, be next to it while it blows up. Like you can no, yeah. I mean, I'm saying we could tell him to bring it up there and just wave his arms just hang when he's out. cool. <laughs> and we'll, we'll help him out. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> I mean, not really. The thing's name is Choker. It's not even like Friender or like... Toss him over the, like, the wall into the wild and like see what happens. Kira volunteers. Just shove him over a wall and be like, all right, best of luck. How about I we guess. just put him halfway over the wall, still loaded with Silex near the receiver array? <laughs> just do the best of both plans. I mean, I don't know. I understand. Um, Brixby still is a chaotic neutral character telling the line of good is allowed to do something like this. So I get if someone does not want to turn him into a bum. But he's so evil. He looks back at that. He's doing giant puppy dog eyes at all of you. <laughs> Just gruesome. holding out his his wallet that has the like fold down picture <laughs> it's thing. His family. It's, it's just his whole family. No, it's those pictures of him choking various people. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> He's just looking at them and sighing. Like a tear <laughs> comes out of the corner of his eye. It's in care of Barbara Streisand's memory starts playing somewhere in the middle distance. <laughs> that was the first choke I ever choked. You said he had nothing on him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I want those memories. <laughs> nothing but memories. Look, I mean... We could just straight up iron tape the bomb to him. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) We can't waste that tape. That's fair. I understand Jeff's concern about wasting tape right now. Jeff hates wasting tape. (laughs) I do care for our consumable resources, but in this case, that just seemed particularly evil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that Kurt would be super inclined to lie to him and send send him to his death. She might be inclined to intimidate him to his death. One thing you might want to you might want to consider is that, um, like, a silex bomb is is a pretty big bomb, but you're talking about a a big metal structure there, and so it's going to need like a sort of disabled device check and maybe an engineering check to place the bomb in a place where it can effectively take the thing down. Otherwise, you're just going to have a big explosion. So then. Ash, we tape the bomb to the uh, choker, and Asher climbs up there with him. <laughs> no, our Brixby yeah. is our disabled. It's going to be Brixby. So, yeah. all right, swarm into that new friend's square, and you can ride his back as he climbs up on the wall. Listen, Heath, uh, we got off to a bad start where I am, um, well, blinded and stunned you for a long period of time. Steps closer again. I'd like to take you on as an intern. I'm it going has to need no you. use for that word. <laughs> it's fine. It's just like basically what you've done for Hellion, except I'm going to ask a little bit less. I just need you to hold this Play-Doh and follow me. No. Um, 
So what I would love to do is just be like, do you mind um, holding on to this? And let him hold the Silex. Unless you guys think I should really hold the Silex. Are we not turning him into a bomb? Have we decided that that's just going to be too bad for the party's alignment? I just I mean, don't also want a Benny Hill chase scene as he scampers away with the Silex. You're like, wait, come back. I know, I was going to keep him <laughs> on a leash. But this I mean, I suppose... Sentient creature. I mean... Yeah, the problem is, it's... Like, aside from all of the moral quandaries... This is something we have to have in a specific place and have it stay there long enough for the, us to then get a safe distance away so the thing doesn't fall on us and everything. And unless you're literally going to tie him to it like your freaking Slimely Whiplash, it's not going to work. All right. Well, how about we have Heath climb up there and not a rope and then let it down so it's a 5 DC climb check to get up there. And then we consider that time served. Um... And probably shoot him as he's walking and, away. Yeah, That's we'll just kick him, off the, do, right? kick him off the side of the cliff. That's fine. That's well, no, not we evil. get up there and then we just shove him off. Yeah, we just have our little of mice and men moment where he's just like, I did good, right? And I'm just like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> right off the side of the scrap wall. Time to go see the rabbits. <laughs> of rats and chokers. <laughs> There's our ep title right there. So oh, I think he said oh, it I'm so sad. right before he <laughs> pushed him off the Assuming this entire conversation wall. doesn't get cut. Nah, keep it in. We're good no, people. No, I'm editing this episode. I'm saying it now. I'm editing this episode so this can stay in. <laughs> I thought you were uh, saying so you could hide I, the I evidence know. of your Yeah, so turn. I can just record a personal vignette of me <laughs> and Heath together at the end that I voice both of. Um, all right, regardless. Uh... Uh, fine, I can handle this myself. I will let the uh, cooler heads of the party prevail. I guess I'm just gonna wiggle my Yosoki butt over to the other side. Um, and probably attempt a very embarrassing climb check to get up near the array. Let's uh, have a... Let's see, what do we got here? Oh, hey! Wait, I put a rank in this. Excellent. Alright. Uh, before you do that, I was... You had made the joke about having the poker lower a rope down, but could Asher lower your rope down? I assume Asher's got a pretty amazing climb. Oh, no. Negative two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? No, it's the acrobatics that has all the ranks and the goodness yeah. and doesn't require strength. Well, um, oh, that's right. I always forget the climb is strength. It feels like it would be a dex skill. But so yeah. Asher, uh, sorry, uh, Brixby looking over at Heath, making eye contact and just being like, you're pretty lucky these hands aren't giving you a choke. Puts both of them on the uh, scrap metal, immediately cuts himself, falls, whimpers. <laughs> um, I rolled a two nice. for the folks at home for a, for a five. Um can I take a 10, St. Sam? Um, you could take a 10. What would that give you? 13. Um, I think Brixby actually will need to take 20 to do this climb. <laughs> Jesus. So Jesus it, Christ. <laughs> basically, it's just a long, long struggle to <laughs> climb the 20 feet up to the support structure. 
the other four of us are just all like watching. Watching, and... it's like Good, you're doing great. Yeah, Heath Asher is just will. like turned around. <laughs> Heath is just shaking his head. He decides that, we're, for you. that it had to be a fluke and starts trying to kill us again. No, Heath <laughs> leaps off the structure and just takes care of himself for us. It's fine. Get on out of here, Heath. So with my 23... <laughs> yeah, with a 23, you eventually get up there to the support structure of the receiver array. Uh, what is your knowledge engineering modifier? Uh, it's a 12. All right, so I'm going to roll a secret check for oh, Brixby no. assessing the best place to put the um, Silex. Mixing some PF2 in. Oh, no. It says in the PDF, roll a secret check, and who am I to question uh, you were Sam. All right, so I know what Brixby got for that. You see an area that you think probably uh, looks like it could take the whole dish down. Am I disabling a device at all? Uh, yeah, it is a disabled device check to place and arm the explosive. Does this count as high-tech or mechanical, perhaps? I think it does in this case. <laughs> yes. like a plastic explosive is high-tech. <laughs> All right, 12 on the die gives me a 26. All right, you feel pretty good about that. <laughs> the only thing he's feeling good about after spending a solid 23 minutes attempting to climb five feet of garbage. <laughs> um, turns back around and says, Ah, easy. And then proceeds to spend another 24 or so minutes attempting to climb down. <laughs> Uh, Heath grabs the detonator and blows it up like Oh, no. <laughs> For Hellion. <laughs> Asher just kind of leans in while Brixby's doing his embarrassing climb and say, He's right, you know, this hat does keep my head rather cool. <laughs> I edit that end when I wanted to see it. 38 minutes ago. <laughs> it's all the glitter cool. that's on that hat, too. Thing. It uh, is very glittery. No, in that time, Kira's teaching Asher how to play Uno. It's a little heated. How can you just reverse it all on me, Kira? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> What's so wild about different colors? It's just normal. <laughs> so, uh... Brixby planning his bomb, shimmies down, joins the group. What do you think, Heath? Um, not think very much. I, I go now. Uh, how do you feel about serving a man who refuses to wear a shirt? Blinks at you, and then says, I, shirt's dumb. Yeah, I mean, Clarence is one syllable less than Hellion. Should be easier for you to say. <laughs> Thralls of Clarence just sort of roll off the tongue, yeah? It's my favorite holiday album. <laughs> You're creating the most awful power vacuum for, like, the second we leave this town and somebody immediately kills Clarence and just everything... Collapse. Oh no, man. <laughs> Book six or whatever, when we roll up on Starfall and Clarence turns around in the throne and it's just <laughs> like. 
And he's incredibly well spoken. It's been a farce this whole time. <laughs> Solid trick. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's like a verbal kint. Yeah. Oh my god. There we go. I forgot the. You got the name right at least. I mean, Kaiser Soze is the correct name. Let's be real here. But yeah, no. I mean, it was Heath all along. (laughs) (laughs) He just walks normally and stops choking and puts on some sunglasses and gets into a car. Yeah, Um, hops into a car driven by, let's see, who would be that for this? Maybe Sephiroth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Sephiroth. No, it's probably Seph, honestly. Well, no, it's got to be somebody that we saw die in a flashback, so... It's like one of the Mianda clones or something. Oh, no, it's Hetuath. Let's be real. <laughs> there we go. Got Get in, loser. We're going punching. Uh, this is so off the rails. Has anybody in even seen? Uh, <laughs> so, as you walk, walk away from the receiver array with your friend Heath, the choker, um, do you hit the detonator, or do you just forget about it and walk away with the bomb strapped? I, th- I think we let Heath do the honors. What do you guys think? Do we let Heath hit the button? We have a backup button. I... We hand it to him. We say, this will make Hellion very proud if you press it. You can get a picture of it for your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> he chokes the button. Yeah, just choke the button, right? Just put okay, two fingers yeah. around the array and thumb right on that big red thing. Yeah. Oh, that's a natural twenty. That's a twenty-eight to choke the button. What does it look like, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as Heath the Choker hits the button on the remote detonator, the Silex charge goes off on the support structure of the gigantic receiver array dish, and the and there's just a. <laughs> As Silex melts Glaukite beams and the oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no. It was in my head no. I had to say it. <laughs> and um the one of the main legs of the thing kicks out from under it and you hear kind of a groan as it starts to lean over and then it kind of stops and then the gigantic satellite dish falls down upon the entire buildings and basically just absolutely demolishes the entire structure you were just in. Um, making it the second area in Scrap Wall that is no longer habitable thanks to the very capable Ford. And, um, now, this is just a necessary step before we put in the mixed-use residential <laughs> co-op the... Uh, soothe-producing work-around drug space. And as the uh, sun sets on the... this town by destroying it. <laughs> We're not letting you go to bed. We're still making jokes. <laughs> as the sun sets on a giant dust cloud over Scrapwall, I am going to bed. Aw, oh, we lost it. Night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Night, we Sam. release you, Sam. <laughs> Against the machine.
plot against the machine is property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme against the machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. All right, 15 on the die for 127. <laughs> Very nice. nice. <laughs> for a 27. They're plus 27 for high tech and mechanical tricks. Wow. Brixby's really come a long way at level five. No. Brixby's eyes just open and start glowing white. <laughs> the matrix just sees the zeros and one binary just kind of scrolls down the wall and he turns around. Uh, I'm sorry, wait, was that ping a thing? Backtrack so. here, backtrack there. Uh, I don't know who's pinging. I saw a ping yeah, over that's here. Black. Okay, but here's the thing, because I don't feel like anyone has, and it just, is there a ghost? Because that's happened twice now, and I was like, who is pinging black? I Wait, pinged, yeah, I pinged, no, black. I pinged that's black after I saw a blue ping over there. No, well, the Wait, uh, but how did you ping black? Because your color is green. Mine shows black to me. Oh, okay. Huh. So I, that's, I, I see orange. I ping my color. I see yeah. orange, white, and... Blue, I assume. Leave all this in. Yeah, let's leave all this in. I'm sure that they'll <laughs> that one. That's the one I was chasing. Whoever just pinged. Oh, I might have just abs- accidentally tapped something. I have I've pinged uh, nothing. We've settled the <laughs> ping <Okay>. mystery. We did it for our Patreon for our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> this is just going to be an entire episode called "Who Pinged." <laughs> Where are you, Pink Crosby? We're giving Sam ideas for Brian episode four. <laughs> it's just feel a like ping. a Black Mirror episode. Maybe in like six more years when uh, VTT really catches on. <laughs> the mainstream. <laughs>